Because in many cases, a person who I talk to today is not the person they want to be tomorrow. So we typically work with them on a, creating a book that helps them reach the place they want to be tomorrow. And if you know where you want to go and you know where you want to play, and you know who you want to serve, and you can then demonstrate you have expertise in that area, and then you deliver a good, valuable service that people talk about, that's how you get known. That's how you become a recognized expert in your space. And that's how you grow the domain of who you are into something bigger than you are today. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is someone else that I've recently come across who is passionate about thought leadership. I'm speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Mitchell Levy. Welcome to the show, Mitchell. <laughs> Nikki, man, your on on screen voice and off screen voice is so different, and it's nice to uh, nice to be here with you. Nice to be here with you as well, my friend. So, Mitchell, we've gotten to know each other, frankly, through the efforts of the fabulous Brianna, who's a member of our team and also the niece to my spectacular better half, and she has been tasked. <laughs> Hi, Brianna. Hello, Brianna. Yeah. <laughs> She's not on the line with us, but she'll take the hello. So she's been tasked by me with finding a bunch of other great thought leaders who have their own podcasts for us to do a straight up trade of appearances to be on one another's shows because we reach similar kinds of people, but not exactly the same people. So that way we both get to expand our reach. So I'm pretty excited about you being on my show and I'm excited about being on your show. Welcome to the show, my friend. Really exciting to have you here. It is great to be here. And it's one of the new and most important thought leadership best practices. And that is to spread each other's cred dust. I love it. Cred dust. I like that. I'm going to steal that phrase with pride, my friend. Well done. So, Mitchell, I'm starting to get to know you, and I'm excited about our conversation, but my listener, my listener really needs to get to know you before they can truly open up their heart to you and really take in your message. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Mitchell Levy? (laughs) Other people can say the great Mitchell Levy. I just say Mitchell Levy. I've been doing thought leadership for probably close to 30 years. I've been in Silicon Valley for 35. Well, let me, I'll talk about a bunch of stuff, but then we'll go into the details. So here's what I've done in in my career to date. Started 20 companies, sat on the board of a public company, created four executive business programs at San Jose State, UC Santa Cruz, ran four conferences for Comdex, consulted with probably at least 500 different CEOs at various firms, ran a CEO networking group for nine years. So I've done a lot of fun stuff. Now, none of that matters. What matters is who I am, how I approach the world, 
and more importantly, how I help others achieve the type of things they want to achieve. And so the if if I separate my life into into buckets, I'm going to say the from uh, zero to eighteen, I don't think I was awake. So we'll start life uh, in terms of waking up in college. So from college to 1997. Uh, I, I I basically woke up and had a very beautiful existence, and I went to University of Miami undergrad, graduated top two percent of the class, got a full ride at the College of William and Mary to get my MBA. Every place I went was serendipity. Every place I went was I was presented an opportunity, and at some point in time, the opportunity was just so beautiful. I just said yes. The opportunity that brought me to Silicon Valley was I met a girl on a bus stop and uh, uh, we had dated for six months before she moved to California. And and uh, I, I just, uh, six months later, I followed her and, and uh, she's now been my wife for 30 years. And so that's what got me here. And what, what happened is ending in 1997, when I left the corporate world, I was working for Sun Microsystems. It was, I was running the e-commerce component of Sun Supply Chain. It was the dot-com days. I decided to hang up my shingle and be an entrepreneur. And it was an absolutely beautiful thing. And one of the things I have is I do have a TED Talk that you could you could watch. And what happened is when I was working for somebody else, I was not the authentic me. I was not – I did not have the integrity or the vulnerability I needed to, to, to truly have the trust. I mean I was a hard worker. I did lots of fun stuff. But what happened is when somebody asked me a question, what my response was, was typically what I thought my boss would want to hear, not what I wanted to say. And so when I started working for myself, and, and, I, and I say this in my TED Talk, and when I started working for myself and the first CEO who asked me a question, and I gave him an honest answer. It was so liberating, A, to see it, and B, to see their reaction. And so I've been on my own since 1997, and that's the litany of, of stuff I've done in the past. I was able to catch the e-commerce wave. So I was the, the guy Esther Dyson called Mr. E-commerce. Things that I was able to do, which was fascinating, uh, I booked Jeff Bezos in 1996 when I was still at Sun, working at a nonprofit, having him speak at an event. He was at the time, just got Series B, and they were people were laughing at him because he wanted to transform the book industry. So I had 20 minutes alone to talk about his vision. Oh my God, that was beautiful. I was at a conference, Convex, speaking on a panel with Mark Cuban, and I got to see his vision of what he was going to do when he sold his company. It was interesting to see Mark Benioff talk about Salesforce and SaaS and where life was going. And so the dot com was great for me as Mr. E commerce until the dot bomb. And, and one of the things that's shocking is when you make your career around a particular object, around a particular function, and, and it's going really well. So at the time, it was uh, $5,000 a day consulting, $7,500 keynote, and overnight, it went to zero. I mean, literally zero. And, and so the most valuable – I picked up two lessons there. The most valuable lesson is that I recognized that it wasn't me, right? It wasn't me personally. And this is one of the – so many people are sitting by the side of the road because when they lose their job, they think it's them and they don't figure out how to how to get the next one. 
Uh, and that's one of the things I'm, I'm helping to focus on now, but we'll get there. The second thing I learned is at the time I was running the CEO networking group and we were making we were making okay money. I personally was taking home about 40K from that, but it was so small, I was just about ready to jettison it. And then when my e-commerce money went to zero, I'm like 40K a year, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so <laughs> second, second lesson I learned is that having multiple revenue streams make a lot of sense. So, uh, Nikki, I'll, I'll bring it up to, to mostly current day. In 2005, I started my publishing company. Between 2005 and 2017, I published over 800 books. And what I learned around the end of 2017 when I was doing my TED Talk is I was serving the wrong audience. And the audience I was serving were people who wanted to write their books. And what I realized towards the end of that year and what I started building in 2018 is the audience I serve now are professionals who are busy, successful. They want more credibility with a book, but they have no time. And the answer we deliver, it's really beautiful, is after a three-hour interview, we ghostwrite, publish, distribute, make them Amazon best-selling authors. We do that in four months and they spend 10 hours. And so now that I started doing that, that's around 2018, and I'm going to fast forward to current, around, I was calling myself a, a thought leader architect. I switched to the AHA guy. Uh, we have a platform called AHA That with uh, about a million users and, and 50,000 AHA messages. And then around, when I started doing the done for you book writing, I, I went to a branding guy and I figured out what's the best way I should brand myself. And we ultimately came up with the title Global Credibility Expert. Having done thought leadership for, for 30 years, that was an easy title to wear. But about, about a year ago, I, I woke up and, and I had this vision. And the vision was Napoleon Hill interviewed 500 thought leaders on how to be a millionaire, or actually 500 millionaires and, and, and how they were successful and came up with a book, Think and Grow Rich. And, and so I woke up and said, well, if, if Mitchell Levy interviews 500 thought leaders on credibility, I'm going to both create a book and I'm going to have the opportunity to spread a whole lot of cred dust around the world. So I'm in the middle of doing that. As of this morning, I have uh, conducted 224 interviews. We've got 327 already booked. I think uh, with the one you just booked, we're now at 328. We're going to hit 500 without an issue. And the thing that was amazing. I, I'm just going to say the word amazing. The thing that was amazing is what I learned. The thing that was amazing that I started off with the path of just owning the title global credibility expert and somewhere around 40, I became that person. And, and so it is the lessons learned, who I'm going to be, where I'm going for the next, probably for the rest of my life, what I'm going to be doing is coming out of the fact of, of these interviews and who I interacted with, what I learned and what's next. And we have very similar messaging and, and I'm just, I'm very excited to be here. Well, thank you. I'm excited to have you here. So you said a lot, I'm gonna unpack some of it. So I was in the high tech space myself and I worked with IT security as well as e-commerce. And the, the dot-com era was fantastic for me. I wasn't in it at, at, at quite the same high-flying levels that you were in it at. But here in, in Toronto, Canada, I was in a decent spot. And then when it went from dot-com to dot-bomb, 
my world collapsed. I, I couldn't believe it. It was, oh my God, what's happening? What happened? How, how did this happen? Does this mean I'm, I'm a loser? Does this mean I don't have what it takes? And it took me a while to come to that realization that it wasn't about me, it, that I'd done nothing wrong. This is just what happened inside the space. And that's when, you know, the message from God came to me to say, hey, you're meant to start your own business. So like you, I started my own business around 2001, 2002. I got into the health and fitness space. I, I had the privilege of working with two Olympic gold medal athletes in track and field. I became one of the top guys in health and fitness and working out. And I got a chance to work with a lot of CEOs at a brand called the CEO Health Coach. And I did that for a while. And then my marriage went belly up. And at the time, I didn't know why. And I and I went into a space of blame. And it took me a while to give that up and take responsibility for who I'd been that caused my world to shift. And when I did that, everything shifted. I got out of my career in fitness. I got into the world of high-performance coaching. And then I met a guy by the name of Michael Palmer. And Michael Palmer used to be my co-host on the show. And with his help, we created the thought leadership movement in Canada around showing people how to stand out, how to have that credibility, how to be somebody who's not just a coach, a consultant, a writer, an author, a speaker, but to be somebody who's professionally famous and sought after in their space. And that's how I got into the whole world of thought leadership. So when I found out that there's someone else out there with a podcast that specifically focuses on thought leaders and thought leadership, I got pretty excited. And I'm really excited about what you're up to. It's really, really cool stuff. So talk to me about how it is that you feel people go from being an unknown, unbranded person without any cred dust to being somebody with cred dust who is a thought leader? Oh, it's, a, it's a broad question. So first, I think one of the things to be thinking about is, and, and I'm defining that word cred dust as, as we speak, and I'm def redefining the word credibility because we – we have a the world we live in is is focused on industrial age concepts and and most most of the world is are not practicing the world we're going to be living in when we move forward. So first let me let me talk about the world moving forward and then I'll talk about how do you get to where you need to be. So in in the old days prior to the industrial age, this is before any of us were alive, we we lived in villages. And in a village, what was really fascinating now, – now, maybe Ontario is a village, so, you know, hey, who knows? But when we lived in a village, what happened is we had we had people who were service providers for us. So we, we had the butcher, you know, we had the baker. And, and, and let's say what happened is one of the service providers just started doing a bad job or not delivering on time or not delivering good quality. What happened is the village would either self-correct or ostracize. Right. You, you just you, you had to be that person when when your mom, when your grandma said, hey, grow up, be nice to others, do unto them what, what uh, you want done on yourself. Actually, the answer should be do unto them of, on how they want to be done onto um, is a different, a better way to say it. But what happened is we did business in the village because it was the right thing to do, not because we were trying to make money. This Internet thing happened. And the world that is based on greed and in the industrial age is, hey, listen, 
there's there's a and and this is so not me, but I'm still going to say the words. There's a sucker out there who will pay whoever is going to use somebody's services money, and it, and we're going to promise the world and not deliver, and that's okay because we'll move on to the next sucker. That is so not me, and that is so not the way the world's going because we're moving now into the global village, and the global village is one in which. Just like the old days where the village would be able to track you, that word of mouth, there was such a small community that word of mouth followed you. Our technology hasn't quite caught up with word of mouth. But I have to tell you, I when I'm doing these credi- credibility interviews, I, I have such a simple component. And we'll make sure we have time for that. We have such a simple component. So when when the world catches up with you, when it's all about word of mouth marketing, when it's all about before you and I talk to each other, uh, Nikki, it should be very simple. There should have been two scores over my head. One score is how do I interact with other hosts like you? And second is what is the value of my network to you? And if you knew that before you talked, it'd be much easier to figure out who to talk to and how to have a much more healthy and robust conversation. And so how do you how do you become more successful? Well, first, I, I just don't like the the broad-based word thought leader. There's no reason if the audience you serve is a very local community that you need to be a worldwide thought leader. It's not relevant. If if you like serving your local community and and they like you, then you just need to be known in your local community as the person that people are going to recommend. And and so first, there's there's just there's no reason. Now, if you decide you want to go around the world, you know, there are many different approaches to do this and there are many different techniques. And the most important thing to have is you need to be able to easily and straightforwardly be able to share your credibility. And credibility is shared in a number of different ways. But at the end of the day, it's it's that word of mouth where people are talking about you because you've done them well. You've done a good job. You've satisfied them appropriately. And how do you get there? Well, you, you get there by people recognizing that you have expertise in a space you play. The best way to establish and share expertise is having a book. So that's the place that we play. It's still one of the best credibility pieces in the world. And, you know, here's the interesting part. When people come to me and they say, hey, Mitchell, I want to do a book. And they go, I have such a beautiful life story. I'm going to tell my life story. And then somebody's going to come along and make a movie. I'm going to be rich and famous. And, you know, that just doesn't happen anymore. And so when we work with authors, we don't, we don't do memoirs. Uh, we typically, when we publish a book, we don't published a book of who that person is today. Because in many cases, a person who I talk to today is not the person they want to be tomorrow. So we typically work with them on a, creating a book that helps them reach the place they want to be tomorrow. And if you know where you want to go and you know where you want to play, you know who you want to serve, and you can then demonstrate you have expertise in that area, and then you deliver a good, valuable service that people talk about, that's how you get known. That's how you become a recognized expert in your space. And that's how you grow the domain of who you are into something bigger than you are today. You know, there's a lot that you just said that we could talk about and unpack. So let's unpack a little bit about it. So one is you talked about how one of the best ways to become known and establishes through a book. I happen to agree with you. Back in 2013, I hadn't had a published book at that time. 
And I had somebody here in Toronto who was a, a, a client of mine back in the days when I was a fitness trainer who had a, a program that he was just launching about helping people write a book. And he told me, Nikki, you should go write a book. I'm like, really? Okay. I've always wanted to write a book, but what would I write a book on? He said, you want to write a book that's aimed at the kinds of people you want to have be your clients. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote that book back in 2013. And I have sold all of 3,000 copies. And by sold, I'm being, I'm, I'm being a, a bit generous with the term sold because at least half of those books were given away rather than sold. So from pure book sales, I haven't made a lot of money from my book. But that book's made me over seven figures in business. And the reason it's made me over seven figures in business is because it did for me all the things that you talk about in the answer that you just gave on the power of having a good book help establish you as a thought leader. And I wasn't a global thought leader because of that book. I was actually more of a local thought leader. But being a local thought leader was absolutely wonderful for me because it was better than not being a thought leader at all. And that's what took my business from, you know, making 40, 50, 60, 70K to making several hundred thousand dollars a year. So wonderful Beautiful. thing. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, Mitchell, you've got this program that you're running where you're interviewing 500 thought leaders. Let's talk a little bit about this program. How, how can people find out about this program? How can they apply to be on this program? Let's talk a bit about that. Sure. The website is thoughtleaderlife.com. And the concept is very simple. So I did a TED Talk at the end of 2017, and one of the things that happened is I started recognizing the people who talked to me for the first time, but after they watched the TED Talk, is that level of conversation was just so much more robust. We, because uh, the my that first TED Talk is on we do business with those that we know, like, and trust, and so after watching me sort of put my heart out there and what that means. When we'd have that conversation, I, we just didn't have to do the BS up front that many conversations have. And we just got to dive right into having a good, robust conversation. And people would open up that much quicker, that much faster. And I thought, wow, if I could share that with 500 people, if I can give 500 people and our interviews are six to eight minutes. So I have five specific questions and that's it. There's, there's no deviation. It's five questions designed for the viewer or listener. So we do a podcast, we do a video cast, we're, you know, we're in every place that, that people sh see and share content uh, today. So what we're doing is we're creating something that allows the person who's seeing or listening to you get to know you. And it's 100% about the person on the other side. It is for me, it is 100% about taking those people I've been interacting with and showing their core essence, showing who they are and how they serve. And it allows for what happens, think about if, if you, for me, I've got 15, I do 15 to 25 calls a day. And for those people who see me before they talk to me, it is so beautiful because we get to dive right in and have a conversation. Uh, it's so funny though, I had a call today uh, with somebody who just did zero research on me before we talked. 
And you know what? We're about 10 minutes into it. And it, we just looked at each other and go, you know, we're not going to work out for each other. Now, that doesn't mean we may not work out sometime in the future. But I could just tell you she wasn't ready for me today. And so what, what happened? So go to thoughtlierlife.com. Uh, we currently charge $997 for Credreal. And, and for those that I invite, and, and we're getting to 500, for those that I invite, I actually am waiving that just to, to get the 500 people in the door, and I've learned so much. And the really beautiful part is what, and I'm going to summarize what I learned, and it, it relates to uh, an area that you're, you're moving to, into as well, Nikki. So what I learned at the end of the day is, and I'm going to summarize in a phrase that's just so simple, is to show up when you show up. And, and I'll tell you what that means because I'm keeping, I'm keeping stats that I didn't realize I needed to. Like I need to, I need to keep stats on when people come, come to the meeting. Like it's really crazy. And uh, what I'll say is, and this is really fascinating, when I look at people who come, 9% of people come early, early as 10 minutes or before. 9%. Uh, it's typically the, the wealthiest people. 52% come on time, and I call on time between nine minutes and four minutes. And 23% come late. So between three minutes and zero, if you're a podcast host or a video host, if somebody's coming between three minutes and zero, you're panicking. And, and, and I have to tell because we're doing live. We, do, we go live on Facebook, and then we distribute in a ton of other places. And, and now here's going to be shocking. 6% of people come super late. This is after the half hour. So let's just think about this for a second. You're coming to do a credibility interview with the global credibility expert on your credibility, and you think it's credible to come after the half hour on a live show. I mean, when you hear that, you're like, holy <laughs> I mean, people really do that? And the answer is yes. So, so let me tell you, show up when you show up. And what does that mean? That means coming early, being prepared, and coming with your heart. And, and we have stats on each of those areas of, of uh, you heard the uh, coming late, the uh, being prepared. Only 65% of people actually, I sent a four-minute video on how to prepare. Nikki, you are going to watch that video ahead of time because I know you, right, having this conversation. Only 65% watch the video. 98% of people can't answer my first question without a little bit of coaching. Uh, because, and I'll give you one last thing and I'll, I'll let you uh, add your, your two cents. The first question is, what is your CPOP? What is your customer point of pain? So let me tell you an outcome that came from the, the industrial age. The industrial age was all about you. Uh, technically, it was all, all about the boss who ran the company. And, and what they started asking you to do is, is they say, what is your value proposition? And you start with the words, I do this. And let me tell you, that's not the words I want to hear because when I hear that, I think salesperson. When I think salesperson, I shut off for the next minute so I don't actually hear what you say. So what happens is when you're listening to somebody else, you don't care about what they do. When you say, hey, who are you? What do you do? What you really care about is what they can do for you. So that's, customer point of pain. That's bang on. That's what we tell people every day, all day long. And anybody who doesn't get that is going to be out of business. Absolutely. So practice 
It's three to five seconds. Can you articulate in three to five seconds the pain point that your prospect has? And the next time somebody says to you, what do you do? You could say, I work with, and I'll share mine and you could share yours. I work with busy, successful professionals who are looking for more credibility with a book and they have no time. Right. And, and cause that's what happens is you want to share something that's so easy to remember that they go, I know somebody like that. Let me recommend. Or, hey, that's my spouse. Let me recommend. And that's what we do. So anyhow, show up when you show up. Come early. Be prepared and present. Oh, on your heart, one last thing. It. Am I looking at the numbers? This is going to shock you. Only, let's see, present it with heart. Only 63% of people present their heart. So this is really interesting. When you talk with somebody and they don't show you who they are, how are you going to want to work with them? Because you just don't, you, if you don't feel, <laughs> if you can't see who they are and what they stand for, and if they're trying to pull some wool over your head, man, that's that's the opposite of having art. So anyhow, it, it's really amazing when we think about the world. It's going back to the way, the way life used to be in a village. Make sure you come early. Make sure you're just prepared and ready to go. And uh, make sure that you present who you are. That's awesome because those actually are your three expert action steps because I think they apply not just to your show, but to how to show up in life. You know, I think those are really, really powerful. So listener, make sure you check out Mitchell's website and make sure that you take a good, strong look at this. Getting credibility is very powerful. It's very important. And if you're one of those busy, successful professionals who has no time and is looking for more credibility and you fancy yourself as a thought leader, you're going to want to check out what Mitchell has to offer. I think it sounds fantastic. I'm looking forward to being on your program in a couple of weeks. It's going to be very exciting. Thank you so much, my friend, for coming to be on our show and sharing your wisdom with me and my listener. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Can I give you one one uh, one URL that you put in the show notes and people can think about? Absolutely, do it. So uh, it's my name. So it's MitchellLevy360.com. So M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-360.com. You have a 360 uh, site. Yeah, so you'll so see a custom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's the Ray Prez thing. So you'll see my... Uh, You'll, you'll see a customer testimonial. You can connect to me on social media. You'll be able to go to any of the sites we've talked about, whether it's a book publishing or thought leadership life. And uh, most importantly, if this was interesting and you want to know if this is relevant for you, you can book time directly on my calendar. And that's MitchellLevy360.com. I love it. I'm a fan of the 360 site. I've got Nikki360.com. In fact, that's that's the link that I put <laughs> uh, on my application when I booked in for your show. So there you go. It's powerful. It's fantastic stuff. So listener, you, you're listening to Mitchell and you're thinking to yourself, wow, this Mitchell guy, he sounds fantastic. He sounds amazing. I want to know, can I find my voice? like Mitchell has found his voice. Can I stop pretending and can I be myself out there in the world? Is it going to work for me? And I'm, I'm here to tell you the answer is absolutely yes. And the way for you to be able to find your own voice is you need to start by creating a blueprint of what your expertise is is a blueprint to show you how to take your expertise from where you are right now 
to where you want to be. And the way to do that is A, you got to lead from your heart and B, go to one of my websites, ecircleacademy.com. Smack dab in the middle of that page is watch free masterclass. Watch the free masterclass. Take really, really good notes. Create a blueprint for yourself. That's what I want you to do. So make sure you go to the show notes and you check out Mitchell levy360.com. Make sure that you consume all of his content. And if it's something that resonates with you, definitely jump all over it. And make sure you go to ecircleacademy.com and click on that button smack dab in the middle of the page that will allow you to watch this powerful masterclass that's going to give you a step-by-step framework for you to create the blueprint on how to establish your thought leadership and how to do it while leading from your heart so you are actually not just a thought leader but a heart leader the type of thought leader that leads from the heart Mitchell my friend thank you again brother thank you for being on the show thank you for honoring us with your wisdom with your grace and with your desire to be of service thank you Nikki it's uh, it is my pleasure to be here for you And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only Mitchell Levy, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com, check out the show notes. And for you to be able to take advantage of creating a blueprint for how to take your thought leadership to the next level, go to eastcircleacademy.com, push the button, smack dab in the middle of the page, and watch that free masterclass. Until next time. Goodbye.